0: welcome to good enough ish i'm amanda jefferson and i'm brooke Forey. we are two organization loving friends sharing tips strategies and real life experiences and fails of trying to be good enough ish
1: as busy tired flawed people attempting to keep it all together with some joy and fun in the mix
0: i own indigo organizing i help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work I help clients defrazzle, organize, and declutter one-on-one. I have a brand new online course called Organized Every Day, and I speak to groups about how to quit the shoulds and live more courageously.
1: And I created the Balance Bound Planner and line of stationery products that help you get organized and prioritize self-care so you can be a better human for everyone and everything else in your life. Balance Bound exists under the umbrella of Curious & Company Creative, a boutique branding design firm that I co-own. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. And you can email us at goodenoughishpodcast
0: at gmail.com with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Now let's start the show. Let's do it. Hey, listeners, just a
1: little content warning that in this episode, we talk about exercise, weight gain, weight loss, et cetera. If hearing about exercise or diet culture is triggering for you, you may want to skip ahead about 20 minutes to our next segment. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Brooke. How's it going? Good. We're going to be talking about something today that has come up quite a few times on the pod. Yep. And, you know, it's something that I think we all need a little help with at times. That's for sure. It's been a struggle lately for I think both of us, but we're going to be talking about exercise. Another six-hour episode. Yeah, that's you know how long it's going to take. It's it's a complicated one. Yeah. What what are you doing currently? What do you feel like is lacking? What are you trying to do?
0: Tell me tell me what's going on. So, yeah. I have never been one of those people that has had a really easy time exercising regularly. Yeah. I just – I wasn't – I didn't really like sports in high school. I did it because I grew up in Milford, Delaware, and there was nothing else to do. But I was terrible at all of them. I hated the running and the drills. Didn't really exercise in college much. I do remember a couple of step classes. Ooh. Did you ever do step? Uh, I've done it a couple <laughs> times, and I hate it because
1: I feel like I'm gonna break an ankle.
0: They still exist, you know. Like there oh, are I step know. classes at the Y. It did not die with oh, the nineties. No. Yeah, where I go, they do step classes, and I went once, and I was like, nope. Right, had- I do. I agree with you that you feel like you're gonna break an ankle for sure. Um, I've never been a runner. I do like walking, mm-hmm. like a good power walk, but I'm more of a. I'm on the lazier side. So I like low impact exercise. So I like a nice, brisk walk. I like a um, yoga, Pilates. Uh, We have a treadmill in the basement that we use very rarely. Mm -hmm. But I. So what I learned, and I told you, so, you know, a big Gretchen Rubin super fan, and I took her Four Tendencies quiz a a few years ago, and that, for me, has been a huge game changer in terms of how I think about exercise Mm -hmm. because the Four Tendencies is all about basically – how you can know yourself better so that you can form better habits. So I know you took the quiz. I'm super excited to hear your results. I did. I, am an ob- I have a guess about what you are. We shall we'll see. see. We'll see. Um, I am an obliger, mm-hmm. which means that I need external accountability to get things done. Mm-hmm. So I am trying two things right now because I want to exercise because I want to be strong. It's not so much a weight loss thing. I want to feel strong. I want to feel like I have energy. I want to feel like I'm doing a good thing for myself. So I'm trying two things right now that I think are going to work because of this whole external external accountability factor. One, I am doing, I have found this woman, Sarah Beth Yoga, who I love. She has tons of free content on YouTube, but I did sign up for her membership because you just get an app with, ex- you know, it's a little bit, I don't know, you just get a little bit more. Plus it comes with a Facebook group. You love a membership. Um, I love That's, a good membership. You do. It's a pro- it's, sometimes it's a problem. In this case, I think it's gonna be a good thing. It's funny because I'm not – I usually don't like Facebook groups, but I decided this week I need some help. Yeah. So I reached out to the Facebook group, and I said, you guys, I need some help here because I'm trying to do yoga in the morning, but I'm too cold, and I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah, you, you're not you nodding. You know. She's like, oh, oh, I know about cold. I dislike the cold. And I just – I'm like, when do you guys do it? In the middle of the day. and. I think like 40 something people responded back and it was really helpful. And so I said to them, you know what guys, I'm gonna create, another." they were basically saying to me, yes, do it first thing in the morning, most of them and just even start with five minutes, just get on your mat, it yeah. doesn't matter, just get on your mat, good enough-ish, right? Absolutely. Just build the habit. Right. So I said, okay guys, you know what, I know that I need accountability so I'm gonna start a second Facebook post. And this is going to be my sort of accountability journal. And every single day I'm going to comment and I'm going to write day one, I did this day two, I did this. So I did that. And yesterday I did not do yoga until bedtime. And then I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to lay in bed do a couple stretches, and that was yoga, and that was good enough-ish. There you go. That's
1: totally good enough-ish.
0: So I'll tell you in a second what the second thing that I'm doing is, but I want to pause there because I'm dying to know the results of your Gretchen Rubin quiz. So what did you think I was going to be? I thought that you were going to be an upholder, okay. which is the person that can just – I say that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this done, and I just get it done. Because well, guess I, what, Amanda? What?
1: I am an obliger. Like you. <gasps> What? We are basically the same person. I don't I don't know what's happening. But I will say I had trouble answering the quiz because I felt like I fit – like some of the answers, I was like, well, that's me, but then that's also me. Mm. So I, maybe I am somewhere between an upholder and an obliger. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a questioner. I'm not a rebel. Definitely not. Rule follower here. Um, but, yeah, so it, it told me
0: that I'm an obliger. But that's sort of, okay, this sort of makes sense as you're going to talk about your, and as I'm thinking about that, okay, that's making some sense. Okay. okay. So do you want me to kind of yes. talk about my relationship with exercise here? Yes.
1: So do you have four hours? Uh, because <laughs> yeah, as we said, this Buckle is going to be a long in. one. Ugh. So I too have had a complicated relationship with exercise. I think, you know, we grew up in the 80s and the messaging then was a lot about exercise equals weight loss yes um i mean there were products such as get in shape girl for yeah. children which i don't mm. know that that would fly today no. just the name get in shape right. at, for a child you know right. so i think there was a lot of messaging that was a little diet a lot diet culture yeah. not super healthy um i always took dance classes and things i was not I did not really do uh, school sports aside from a short stint in middle school track, which was not mm. my finest. How short?
0: Hour. How short are we talking here?
1: Like just eighth grade, I think. Okay, I just was going to say like one a couple hours. Oh
0: no, <laughs> <laughs> just just one grade, um, one spring, and I was like, "Yep, that's it for me." That's funny because I had a short stint as an eighth grade in eighth grade as a basketball cheerleader. Mm. Short stint. Okay. Yeah. Something happens in eighth grade, apparently, where you're like, let me try this thing. I think never it was mind. like, it was the peer pressure. It was like <laughs>
1: my group of girlfriends, we were doing track, and I hated it. I was not a runner. I was like, yeah.
0: Who's, whose
1: idea oh, was this? That's a whole other
0: culture. It running. was totally peer yeah.
1: pressure. Um, So I always danced. I took dance a couple nights a week, but I was never like super amazing. I mean, I loved it, but I was not like serious hardcore dancer. And I never, I didn't like exercise outside of dance class. So- to me, I always associated exercise, like quote unquote exercise, like working out at the gym yeah. with athleticism. So I was like, well, I'm not an athlete, right? even though dancers are athletes, it's a whole thing. I'm not an athlete, so why would I work out?
0: Right. Okay.
1: Like it, there was a total disconnect there for me. And, and then, you know, went to college, gained the freshman 50s or 20 that yep. that a lot of you know people do in college because you're on your own. There's the dining hall. There's it's just you're not sleeping as much. A whole thing and and so I struggled with my weight and I struggled with um you know fitting exercise in in healthy ways that yep. were productive and right. I never really liked the group fitness classes in college because I just felt out of place. It was like all these you know girls that i just didn't feel like i fit in with yeah, the whole group exercise, exercise culture. Exercise is
0: hard especially if you've got any body image issues going on and even if you don't have major body issues going on it's just yeah. Yeah, it's, i feel like it's very, th- You're, like very exposed. I don't know at if it's age.
1: i don't know if it's based on like where i go now that feels much more open and accepting of all body shapes and sizes but like or maybe it's just things have changed in 20 something years yeah. but yeah it just wasn't my scene but you know then after college just really tried to um you know adapt adopt healthy habits i tried the zumba i tried the jillian michael's shred i you know a lot of the videos like i would i would buy the dvds and be like this is the one this is the one that's going to that i'm going to love and i always tried like dance based stuff But it was by myself, and it was boring. Yeah. I joined LA Fitness. I tried to do the treadmill thing. I tried the couch to 5K, and I just didn't like running. There's so much trial and error
0: involved in this. So much. It's
1: exhausting. I eventually did jazzercise, which there was like (laughs) a local class near me. And it was fun, and it was dance-based, but it was like a lot of older women. And I didn't talk to anybody, and I just stood in the back. So... You know, I've mentioned before that I go to a place called SeaFit Fitness in Springfield, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, which has been amazing and I've stuck with it now for f- over 5 years, which is huge for huge. me. Yeah. And I think the main thing is that it's group fitness. Yes. So it's classes. It is a lot of dance cardio. They have a lot of strength classes, too, but I tend to lean into the dance cardio, and then I do, like, the boot camp once a week, but really heavy on the dance classes. Um, and how many times a week do you go? So anywhere from, like, two to four, depending on the week. Okay. Now that, you know, COVID is, uh, has changed some things. But but for a couple of years there, during, like, the height of COVID, or at least a year, I was They were just doing like online streaming classes. So I was working out every day at
0: home. And I think every day, every day, five five or six days a week. Because at that time, it was kind of like a sanity thing.
1: It was a sanity thing. So for me, I mean, it definitely was like I if I didn't get my CFIT workout in in the morning at home, I would feel the anxiety just really start to rise. So everybody in my house knew mommy needs her workout time. Please clear the living room so I can, you know, do do a video workout. But I think at that time, the streaming was kind of the only option. Yeah. Then they started doing some outdoor classes in the nicer weather during COVID. So that was amazing, too, because I still had a little bit of that social element. But we were outside where it was a little safer before there were vaccines. So um, the group fitness has really been key for me because of the, the friendship and the community. Yes. I've met some really nice people, and the accountability. So I have like a That's couple where the of the obliger thing comes in. So it is. So like I have a couple of buddies that it's like, hey, are you, you know, are you going to mix up tonight? Are you going to boot camp? I have my friend Erin. She's my boot camp buddy. We've been trying to go on Thursdays mm. that we see each other there, and we text each other on Wednesday nights. So that accountability is huge for me. With like, do you have to whole- reserve
0: your spot in the class?
1: So I do register online because that kind
0: of helps with the accountability too. Like I've it registered. Does so I need to show up
1: yes because if you cancel less than like one or two hours before the class you'll get charged an extra cancellation fee oh see that's good yeah and so I do try to register the night before or a week ahead sometimes just so it's on my calendar and I I'm committing to myself and them (laughs) that I'm gonna be there
0: well yeah I think that's you know key to that whole planning that's why I love my balance bound planner that week view because you can look at it and you're staring at that little self category. Exactly. And you're like, okay, what am
1: I going to do this week for me? Yeah. So I do put that in there. I put like, I try to go to mix up on Tuesday nights and then boot camp on Thursday mornings. And then, you know, depending on our sports schedule and things, sometimes I'll go to a Saturday morning class. So it's, it's been huge for me to have that community. I think, like you said, also putting the emphasis on strength. I want to be, you know, we're not spring chickens anymore. Not spring chickens. So I'm going to be 42 this year. And, you know, just I want to be strong. I want to be around for my family for a long time. And so, you know, I think a lot of that diet culture stuff still does rear its ugly head. And and there's times where I'm like, well, the scale isn't showing a difference. And, like, I broke up with my scale for quite a few months. Yeah. But I didn't get on the scale because uh, it's finding that good enough – ish balance of health and strength and feeling comfortable in my own body but not focusing on the scale right but that's hard having grown up in the 80s and 90s where the picture of health to us was a skinny supermodel right and I'm so glad that that has changed and I I hope that has changed a bit for our daughters and sons Mm -hmm. um but it's still it's still there. It's yeah. still in the back of my mind. So, yeah, that's kind of my journey in a nutshell. Did I talk for 2 hours? Is that
0: I think we we're have not near the 4 hour mark <laughs> okay. yet. So, All right, we're good. in good shape. Yeah, it's so tricky. I know. I I gained about 25 pounds since COVID. Yeah. And um for me, it's mostly like, I don't want to buy a whole new wardrobe. That's hard too. You know, um, I just want to go down a little bit so that um, I think I need it for the sanity. I'm a pretty high strung person and I don't tend to take a lot of time for myself. So I yeah. think I need it for the sanity. I want it for the strength. And I also want it because I just don't want to buy a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. You know, I don't want things to be going in the opposite direction. So, so, okay. So let me tell you about the second thing that I'm doing. Okay that I'm experimenting with. So I got an ad on Facebook. It was a targeted ad for this place called The Exercise Coach. And it's a nationwide thing. So I think it's a franchise. And it's essentially you only go twice a week for 20 minutes and it's strength training. And this blows my mind because 20 minutes twice a week is yeah. so incredibly efficient. So you get um, – you if you sign up for the trial, you get two free exercise co- sessions with a coach. Okay. So I went in and did my first one this week at 7 o'clock in the morning. And it was really cool because I also – you know, I love data. And so it's a personalized workout. They have these um, – this equipment that you sit at and it has a computer screen in front of it. And so I enter a PIN that is me and it knows automatically what resistance to give me and knows how I did last time. It shows me a little chart. So like, it was like, okay, here's the green area and you want to try to be pushing within this area. And so I could see when I wasn't pushing hard enough and I needed to push harder, it was really cool. And so you can do either group where you go um, with three other people and you all rotate. So you're all on each machines and you rotate and it just takes 20 minutes and there's one coach that's working with you, but not one-on-one. Or you can do one-on-one where you have a coach that's working with you the whole time. I think I'm going to do the group because I think that still gives me the accountability. You have to show up, you make an appointment. yeah. Um, And they also have you do, um they call it a metabolic cleanse, but it's basically like a th- Whole 30, or okay. when you sign up, you do kind of a whole 30 for 30 days, which I've always been intrigued about trying. Yeah. Cause I have different food stuff, like I think I might be lactose intolerant, but I'm not sure, you know, all that stuff. So this is interesting to me, this idea, because it's just so freaking quick. Right. And kind
1: of data driven, which is like your it's happy place.
0: Very data driven. Yeah. They basically say you can do this twice a week for 20 minutes. And have amazing results. Okay, so
1: this is local, but it's like a chain. It's a franchise or a chain. Yeah. So
0: I'm going to the one in Westchester, and it's nice because, for example, they have a group class that starts at seven twenty. I can go to that. I can be home a little bit before eight and get Isabel ready for school. Okay. So I'm going to try it. Okay. And it's nice because it's kind of month to month. You know, you don't have to make a year long commitment or anything like that. But I'm curious. But it's funny. I mean, I only did eight reps of one um, exercise, and it kicked my butt. Yeah.
1: The strength stuff is really where you feel it, like, the next day or a couple days later. Then I'm like, oh, I I am really doing something good for my body. Like, that, I mean, you know, as long as you're not in too much pain. Like, obviously, you don't want to be in pain pain. But, um, yeah, one of the classes at CFIT that I love the best is called Bar and Tone. Uh, It used to be called ballet bod. And it, you know, it's very like ballet focused kind of movements. So it harkens back to my days as a dancer. And so I really love that. But man, let me tell you, two days later is the sweet spot for when you feel those muscles that you never knew you had. And it's like, oh, wow, I really worked that. Even though you're standing at a bar and sometimes doing smaller movements, you don't realize what you're doing. So I kind of, I love those even though, you know, I love the dance cardio, I've gotten a bit more into some of the more strength-focused yes. classes because, yeah, you feel it a couple days later and you're like, ooh.
0: Well, that's the science, too, behind this whole the exercise coach where they make the argument that a lot of people, they're going to the gym every day. And, and the whole process of building muscles is letting the muscles go through that breakdown and healing process. And so you do actually need to give it. 48 hours or so in between so that that breakdown process happens. Yeah. So I'm intrigued. Are you committed to a certain, like, time frame
1: for this? Like, is it, do you just pay by month? Or you is pay it by like-
0: month, so the pricing is, it's pricey. But I went through my finances and I looked at a, a few other things that I could let go of, like RY membership or other things that, now I'm not getting my manicures broke. No, that more right manis. there is like 80 bucks a month or whatever that I'm saving. So the group classes come to 190 nine a month of not classes group training or whatever um and then you basically have to every week you commit to going in for two sessions with your group and then the one-on-one training is is really pricey. It's like three fifty or something ooh, a month, yeah, or maybe even four hundred. But I don't need that. I don't yeah. think. It's funny how like the
1: value, like I used to when I was a member at LA Fitness in my early twenties. Um, so I remember the membership was thirty-five or forty dollars a month. It was so inexpensive, but I was like, ooh, that's a lot, you know? Yeah, to me, like. To go use their treadmill or whatever, that felt like a lot. And granted, you know, your income changes, your standards change. But I mean, I, not that I will pay any amount, but at this point, I know how valuable the group fitness is to me that yes yeah, see fit the charge is a bit more because it's it's actual classes that the the two sisters who own it or some of their other teachers are teaching and you know there's a different time commitment that goes into it from those people versus just showing up at a gym and doing my own workout but yeah i'm at this point where that's a non-negotiable in my budget yeah it is it's so important to my mental health so you know kind of finding that balance between budget and what's necessary for your well-being, your sanity.
0: Right. Yeah. Because if I look back on this year, say I've spent, you know, a little over, what would that be? Like $2,400. But I feel amazing. Yeah. I mean, most vacations cost more than $2,400 and you come back and three days later, you're stressed out again. Yeah.
1: And what's it doing for the rest of your overall health? Like, are you, you know, not paying to go to the doctor for blood pressure issues Correct. because, you, you know, so it's it's taking all that into consideration. And and I think, um, yeah, just trying to find that place where it feels like we're doing something good for ourselves, but not yeah. torturing ourselves. <laughs> like, right. oh, I have to go to the gym or I have to go to this class. Like getting to a point where you can really enjoy your Exercise routine. Yeah. I don't know. I've always hated the term. It doesn't sound appealing to me because mm-hmm. <laughs> it includes the word work.
0: Oh, I want to. Yeah. I don't know. What so you, where does that come from? Workout. I usually
1: just say I'm going to a class or I'm going to see fit. My family knows what that means, but I don't right. know. Maybe that's just a strange thing in my head. But right, the like, association, the association with it. Yeah. 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 So it's a. You know, I I feel like it's always going to be a little bit of a struggle but the least amount of friction that we can have the yes. better it will be for ourselves in the long run
0: yeah yeah so okay so i will let you know how it's going my sarah Beth yoga and the exercise coach but i've got some high hopes okay got Good. some high hopes all right well we'll hopefully follow up on that in our next update yes all right cool
1: okay let's take a break all and we'll right. be back in a little bit
0: okay You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now, back to the
1: show. I was and we're back, we're and back. Amanda Um, You've been a little mysterious about what's sparking joy for you. You know, we have these little check-in calls to discuss our episodes and you, you know, you mentioned Sephora contraption.
0: Yes, it's funny. We have these check-in calls and we we brainstorm what we're going to talk about. And it's so tempting to be to say, oh oh my gosh, so I discovered this thing and didn't say all about it, but it's so much more fun when we talk about it in the moment that we report. I'm intrigued. What is this gonna be? Okay, so a new Sephora just popped up in um, a shopping center near us, and usually with Sephora you have to kind of trek out to the mall. I'm not really a huge makeup person, so Sephora, you know, but anyway, I was with my 16 year old niece. Mm-hmm. We were doing a little bit of shopping, getting ready for her prom, and of course she you cannot be with a 16-year-old and walk by a brand new Sephora without going in. So we went in and both of us needed a little something. um, And it was just really fun to walk around and browse. But she needed a concealer. And it was nice because it was like a Tuesday afternoon. It was pretty empty. So we had the attention of all of the salespeople. It was great. So they were doting on us. And The sales guy whips out this contraption that looks like it's just an iPhone, but it has sort of this big camera on the back of it. And what he does, he's like, this is how we're going to find your perfect shade. So he holds it up to her face, like on her forehead, and essentially takes a picture of her skin. And then he says, then I can, because he was recommending this particular brand of um, concealer for her that he thought would be really great for her. So he said, "Now that I've taken a picture of this, I can sort by brand and I can see which shade in this brand is the right color for you."
1: Your eyes, is it like Brooke, speaks. Like, are we in the future? I think I have heard about this. You know,
0: Forever Thirty Five, my favorite podcast, which I talk about a lot. <laughs> I know Brooke has Forever Thirty Five, and I have Gretchen Rubin. Yeah, that's what we talk. Uh,
1: about. I mean, I listen to every episode and. So they talk about Sephora a lot and makeup and skincare. And I I still feel makeup is still fairly foreign to me. Yeah. But they have mentioned this. But, okay, so it's like, so it's not a phone, but it's a contraption that kind of looks like a phone.
0: Yep. I'm sure there's some sort of, like, if you went to their website, it would say, okay. you know, Sephora's trademarks. Some, it's, it's not called a contraption. No, not, no. A, not called a contraption. We'll <laughs> have to
1: find out what the actual
0: name is. But I have so many questions. Well, then ask them. I mean,
1: I guess, like, it's...
0: I mean, I don't know if I have the answers. I don't but.
1: know. I don't even know what my questions are. I just, <laughs> I have so many of them. Like, how is it getting an accurate read of your skin tone with the different lighting and stuff? I guess it's... Because it's not necessarily a true camera. It's more of like a sensor?
0: Yeah, kind of. Like he okay. put it, he wiped it with alcohol and put it, and oh. touched her forehead oh, with okay. it. Okay, like on the skin, not just like up against, like taking a picture. So it's, okay, yeah. Yeah. right. And then he showed her a picture of this is what your skin looks like. And then it took that information and... And it was interesting because, so, you know, there's sort of like fair and light and medium and darker. And I was guessing, because, you know, she's my niece, so we're a little bit similar in coloring. I was guessing that she was a light. I tend to go get mediums, and then you put it on, and it's way too dark. And I was like, I, I have to guess. I would think that you would be kind of in between the fair and the medium. You'd be a light, and sure enough. But it, but it helped you pick, because some of the lights... It's very similar to the color stuff that we've talked about, yes. has warm undertones or cool undertones, yes. and that can be the exact opposite of what you need. So yeah. sure enough, she tried it on, and it was the absolute perfect shade. But mm-hmm. I was super impressed because I loved that he could search by brand. yeah. That's pretty cool. That takes so much of the guesswork out of it because I, I mean,
1: I find it so overwhelming. Like if I find a concealer or like a, you know, a foundation that works for me, like I won't even bother looking at anything else, even if it, maybe I don't necessarily love the texture or something. I'm like, if the color looks right, I don't even have the energy to find something else. So maybe this is something I need to do. Yes. Okay. So, or even just to verify that I'm using the right concealer. Correct. Because I don't wear foundation every day, but I do wear concealer to cover the, the little dark eye circles yes. here. So, Yeah,
0: I've got some okay. serious dark eye circles. So I think I'm going to make, ai didn't get it that day, but I think I do want to make a little trip over.
1: Be like, excuse me, I'm here for the contraption. I'm here for the contraption. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Well, this is exciting. Yeah. All right. So I'm Sephora gonna- contraption, that's what's sparking joy for me. So, Brooke, what is something that you do that does your future self a favor? So, this kind of relates to
1: what we talked about on our um, home design episode. Okay. But keeping, like, your home's paint swatches and common measurements... And, you know, what other, like I had, you know, swatches for my sofa mm-hmm. um, before we bought the sofa from Joybird. We knew that we were going with the Royale Cobalt mm-hmm. color, which is like a really beautiful, vibrant. Um, not uh, Yeah, it's it's a cobalt blue. Mm hmm. We, I kept that swatch with me so that if I was looking for accessories, and you know, I had my paint swatch, and I also had some some photos of the prints and things that I was going to be hanging on the walls. So it just helped me to quickly see if I was at Home Goods or at a store selling. Housewares that I could quickly figure out if that would go. love it also in terms of the sizing, the measurements, um you know, particularly for my daughter's room, she had this little corner that I wanted to put a desk, but it was yeah. pretty small. so obviously, I needed to know the measurements and so it was really helpful for me to both carry some swatches with me um, and have some images on my phone or have a notes document in my phone mm-hmm. that has some sizes. So particularly like I was looking for the little desk for her room. I was looking for curtains that I needed to have the right length. Curtains have always kind of baffled me. Yes, Like, what is the actual length that I need based on where the rod will go? So I figured that out and then knew exactly what length of curtains I needed. And I was actually able to score some curtains for her room off of a Facebook local buy, sell, trade group. Someone was giving away aqua blue, uh, aqua velvet curtains that worked for perfectly you. in Paige's room for free. Groups. We got
0: to talk about those. Okay.
1: And the woman said what the length was and I knew right off the bat, like I didn't have to run up to Paige's room and measure before someone else snagged them. I was like, I will take them. They will be perfect in her room. Um, and you could carry so
0: these things around in a clear pouch. You could
1: carry them in a clear pouch yes. or on your phone if it's something that you don't physically need in front of you. So that is my my favor that I did to myself and that I think is really useful to anyone that's making little house updates or it's just kind of always on the hunt for little accessories even if you're not doing like a full redo. Yeah. Keeping those colors on hand can be really really useful because when you're in a store
0: no, you think you know the color of your couch or you think you know what that corner, how big that corner is. But, see, the future self-favor for me is that you're avoiding the return process. Exactly. Because it's like, oh, I think this table might be right, right. So you schlep it home and then you schlep it into the room and it's not right. And then you've got to schlep it back. Right. And I think just re- um, avoiding that returns process.
1: Yeah, and especially at stores like a home goods or something that it's like – there's sometimes just one of those things that's there. So if you see it and you like it, you want to snag it. But I think also the lighting in stores can throw you off. So if you have the physical swatch of something that you're looking to coordinate with, or like rugs in particular, rugs can be really tricky. Mm -hmm. So if you have the fabric swatch of your couch, that will help you find a rug that truly matches before you yes, lug that and the thing. the size
0: of the rug, because Ooh. rugs look so much bigger in the store. Yeah. When we were trying to figure out our dining room before we decided to hire somebody, We were looking for a rug, and so we found a rug, and we thought, oh, this is perfect because it looks huge. It looks like the right size. And then you bring it home, it looks like a postage stamp in the middle of this room. It's like, not the right size. You have to know not
1: just the measurement of your room, but the measurement of, like, the ideal rug. You have to kind of look up what the standard rug sizes are, and because there's just, you know, design rules about, like, it should go under the front of the couch. Right. That was
0: where the designer and the binder was really helpful because they have those grid pages. so helpful for me. Can, um, yeah, so that helped me figure out a lot of the rug.
1: Me too. Yeah. I had I found that I was always buying rugs that were too small. Yes. Before
0: because they look huge in the store, right? So you think, oh, this is perfect for this room, and then you get home, right? Nope. Or Not you right. think, well, I don't
1: need it to like cover the whole floor, but you want it to cover a lot right. of it. Yeah, yeah. So those are my tips. Carry your ma- Do do get out the. Tape measure. Do some common measurements like windows. You know, if you're gonna need blinds, ugh, that's a huge thing because the blind sizes can vary so slightly, but make such a huge difference. So, just go around your house, do all those measurements, know what you might be on the hunt for, and get those swatches in your clear pouch. I like that because
0: I'm always in the market for a good throw pillow. Yeah. And like, I mean, some it's who a nice, isn't? you know, <laughs> it's a nice way to kind of like, you know, change things up, mm-hmm. but it could just be the wrong yellow, the wrong gray. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you change the throw pillows by season? No, I no. do know people that do that. They've got I like do. Valentine's and Easter. Those people really have it together. That's a lot of clutter for me.
1: Yeah, I only, I do a couple of like Christmasy Christmasy throw pillows. Okay. Um, but those are the only like extra pillows that yeah. I do. Because I feel like my throw
0: pillows, they just tend to get a little icky. I do, I have started to try to buy the throw pillows that have the zippers, yeah, you know, the you higher quality ones so that you can wash them. But I, you know, I hear Junie snoring right now, everybody. Hopefully How you rude. guys can in Juni. she is so she's obsessed with Brooke she has cute snores it's fine yeah so you guys are gonna probably hear that too but um yeah so they get a little icky so then that's a nice opportunity so like right now I'm looking at my living room and I've got kind of a white gray yellow theme going on Mm -hmm. but maybe the next time I do some throw pillow swatches out I think I might want to put throw in a little bit of red maybe some fuchsia I was gonna say Fernando's really into the fuchsia right now I don't know why
1: okay yeah You've also got this nice blue in this painting up right. here. So maybe pull a little blue. Like, take a picture of that painting. Correct. Because that's a very specific blue. Yes. So if you want to
0: pull that color out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think I need to take some pictures in here and carry those around with me. Yep.
1: Okay. Okay. And you can Doing put it, it in that, um, like, I have a I, – I know that I mentioned – wow, Junie is really – That was an <laughs> intense one, right? You're hearing it now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mentioned that I have, like, a reference folder in my phone, like a a reference album. Um, I also have one called home. So I put like all of our little house projects, either the before and after shots in there that I want to keep, but also some of those references, like inspiration boards, artwork that I like. So just kind of keep it handy. It's in your
0: photos. It's
1: in my photos Mm -hmm. in a separate, in its own folder called home.
0: So it's easy to find. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is it a folder or an album? Album. Album, okay. Well, aren't they kind of the same? Well, I just wasn't sure if a folder was different than an album, but yeah. It's album. an album. Okay, yeah. It's an album. It's okay. An album. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got to know the tech specifics, Brooke. <laughs> got to get specific. Well, I think yeah. Junie is bored <laughs> with this episode, <laughs> so we're going to call it. We're going to wrap it up. This was fun. As, As always. was fun. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and
0: lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish or email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com. You can
1: also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at Patreon.com/slash/GoodEnoughish. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.